If you're keen on backing a winner tomorrow, you've come to the right place. The winner. The winner. The winner. Winning. It's now time for the punters panel on Racing HQ with Dave Stanley. Dave Stanley. Let's go, fellas. Yeah, time for the punters panel on this uh, Friday and looking forward to a massive day tomorrow, of course, at Randwick where we've got 10 races on the card, Group 1 racing in Sydney town. And, well, last night we had a little bit of moisture roll through Sydney. Of course, a very, very hot day yesterday and that cool change came through. Now, the Bureau are suggesting and... Maybe later in the program, we might chat with Michael Wood from the track. We might see if he's available. They're just suggesting a partly cloudy day. Slight chance of a shower becoming less likely in the afternoon and evening. The chance of a thunderstorm during the morning and afternoon. Uh, 30 degrees, though, in Sydney. 28 uh, today on the Saturday. uh, And possibly some rain around or some showers and storms late in the afternoon. So uh, the track... At this stage, from what we've heard through from the team, Brett Devine sent me a, a text message this morning as he sends all the media uh, in relation to an update. I can tell you that the track this morning, and I will f- just reset the phone because the phone has uh, just had a little doozy on me. So it's a soft five at the moment, Ramwick. Penetrometer 5.29, the going stick 8.8, the sheer 11.4, obviously railing the true. In the last 24 hours, they only copped last night 0.3 of a mil. Uh, and in the last seven days, the five mil of irrigation, in the last uh, seven days of rainfall, 7.8. So obviously with yesterday zapping a bit of uh, moisture out of the track, definitely zapping most of Sydney and New South Wales as well. And of course, we saw that hot heat in Victoria. They've had to maintain that track. So it's uh, obviously racing in a good condition when it comes to the weekend. Now, before we get into the punters panel, Chris Roots is joining us to give his tips today from the Sydney Morning Herald. But he's also got a bit of news for us as well in relation to the Golden Slipper. Good morning, Chris. Morning, Dave. Um, morning to the other boys when they get on the line. Well, I can I can tell you that Blake Shin's been booked for Lady of Camelot for the um, Golden Slipper. He um, he was very impressed by her, and when he was behind her in the Blue Diamond, he he's had a good association with Solar and Glenn, and um, the team got together earlier in the week, and they've booked Blake Shin. So that adds another piece to the um, Waterhouse Jockeys puzzle. They'll probably have seven or eight they've got to talk to before the race, but um, Blake Shin will be one of them. Okay, so Blake Shin will be riding uh, Lady of Camelot. So she's locked in, obviously, to to come back and, and line up in a golden slipper. And she was very good, wasn't she, in a blue diamond. Chris, what about just other jockeys in relation to a bit of news? So, obviously, a decision will be made with Stormboy. We're p- presuming pretty much, what, the week before or a couple of days before? No, the, the decision will be made after Switzerland next week. So James will ride both horses in their lead-ups. Then, as as James said, he'll sit down with the lads and um, they'll tell him what he's going to write. So um, it's uh, you know they'll have a discussion. Uh, he'll be he'll he'll be part of the discussion, and um, I think he he'll he'll put his two cents in worth in which one he wants to write. I think the fact that Stormboy will run in all three of the Triple Crown races should he win the Slipper, uh, James would be available for all three of those rides. So it would make sense that he rides that and Ryan jumps on the other, uh, on Switzerland, but it could it could go the other way. Now, Nashville Willow rides um, Espionage, Tim Clark straight charge. Regan Bayless has the choice between Fully Lit, which will run in the Black Opal, and Shangri-La Express. They're the two horses he's been riding. And um, 
Adam Hyrobinus will probably ride. He, he's on Pross, but he could ride fully led or Shangri-La Express. The, he'll probably ride a Colt. Now, I know there's a number of Hong Kong jockeys have been in touch with the Waterhouse Hattis team um, to come out. Come out. Um, I think Hugh Bowman's keen to, if they've got a Colt there, he'll, he's keen to come back. So is Brendan Abdullah. He, he'd be in consideration if they got another filly in. And I think Rachel King would also be in the mix for a filly. Okay, all right then. So that's uh, that's going to be the state of play. Uh, interesting too uh, with the Storm Boy and uh, the Ryan Moore situation. I guess is there actually even a guarantee that Ryan will even be here? There's no guarantee oh. at all because if something was to happen to one of these horses or a performance wasn't great, then James would just have the ride and that would be it. There'd be no way he'd be on the plane. No, but if if the two are there. Ryan will be in Sydney and riding on Slipper Day on Slipper Day. Okay. He'll be here and he, he's very, I'm told he's very keen to come back and he's taken a big interest in the two-year-old racing this year. So um, that's uh, that's the state of play there. So yeah, you're looking, Coolmore have two of the, the two favourites. Uh, one's owned by the syndicate, the Coolmore syndicate. The other owned, owned 70% by Coolmore with partners now. There's a number of partners who've taken uh, shares in Stormboy as a stallion. So um, it'll just be, it'll, it'll play out um, the usual way. Of course, Ryan's retained by Coolmore, so he, he sort of has a, a little bit of an advantage there. But James is the local, so he, he's, he's always around. So, you know, I don't think you're going to lose anything between Ryan Moore and James McDonald. It'd be a nice choice to say, here, boys, fight over the colours. Exactly. Now, I'd be taking a keen interest too, Chris, if my bank account was as healthy as Ryan Moore's. Uh, let's get into not a look. To mention, not to mention the stallion you get if you win I, the race. Exactly. I, I, I was thinking that as well. I'm thinking, no, he's, he's probably travelling all right, Mr Moore. Let's get into looking at to this meeting tomorrow in Sydney. I'll welcome the other members of the panel. Uh, we'll go to Blake Johnson. Um, not Blake Johnson. Yeah, Blake Johnson, who is, I think, connected. Hey, Blake. Hey, Dave. Good morning, boys. It's an exciting meeting. We've got the most exciting two-year-old cult in the country going around. I'm excited to see him. And then we've got the the mayor, Sandgirl, who was so impressive first up. She certainly was. I'm tipping that'll be a, a lot of multis tomorrow. We'll involve those two names. Uh, we've got uh, Mitch Cohen joining us from RaceNet and Daily Telegraph. Hello, Mitch. Morning, Dave. Yeah, very good meeting. We know... We're going to have the good horses at this time of year anyway, but I think it's it's pretty hard to find some value tomorrow. I think there's a lot of favourites who I think will just win. Uh, Nick Burney joins us as well from Racing New South Wales and Sky Thoroughbred Central. Hello, Nick. G'day, guys, and everyone listening in. Yeah, looking forward to tomorrow's meeting, as the boys have said. I think there is a couple of races where we can get a little bit of value, but I do agree. I think there's going to be a a couple of multis around the nation going into those two shorties. Exactly right. And Chris Roots, of course, we've heard from from the Sydney Morning Herald. We'll go in that order of entry. So we'll start with you, Blake. We'll go to Mitch, Nick, and then have Chris. And I want to start, boys, with um, the Very Elegant, because obviously Fangirl, 150. Do you think there's a chink in her armour at all, Blake, or do you think she just, um, based on what we saw last start... Uh, a similar group of horses she's racing. She can just show that turn of foot and race away. What do you think, mate? I think she's very hard to beat, Dave. $1.55, uh, do I want to dive in at that price? Probably not, but I think it's probably her right quote. She was outstanding. The market was really with her there first up. It was a fast race. She got back. She just cruised into the race, and, and she put them to the sword. I do think that the margin was slightly exaggerated because there were a couple of 
unlucky runners in behind. Lindemann, he didn't really get clear galloping room. He was much closer to her in the market that day. He can improve off that, but is this grand final day, I, I probably wouldn't think so. And then you've got a horse like Buckaroo. He was held up. Uh, he was really good through the line, and the extra trip is really going to suit him. Cascadian didn't have any luck. Think It Over can improve getting to the mile. He'll do his own thing up in front, and he's going to give it a good kick. But I think she's too good for them, Mitch. What did you think? Tend to agree. I think the one chink is if there is any rain. Now, I know there's only a smattering of rain predicted, but we know how the bomb goes. Sometimes they can get it very wrong. So if there is some more rain and it does get into the deeper range of soft, we know that's where the chink in her armour is. But if it doesn't rain, that first up showing, I mean, it was there for all to see. It was described as Winx-like, uh, the way she loomed up in the straight and really put page on them. She meets a lot of the same horses from that race outside of lights well, just fine just coming in as he prepares to step up further in trip. But off that performance, it's pretty hard to see them turning the tables if she shows up. Yeah, I'm with the boys. I think um, the two's on fifty is probably a right quote as well. I do agree there. I just think the thing for me is she's just clearly come back improved. And we all saw that visually, but from the figures perspective, that's clearly her best first up run. So um, she's awfully hard to beat. I think the angle in the race, if you're looking for one, might just be Lindemann the play. So I think they'll go straight to the front um, tomorrow and might just be that one that they have to run down. So I think Lindemann, I think it's $2.50 to place. That might be the angle if you don't like taking the odds on. Chris? Yeah, don't run upstairs. Don't bet odds on, but... Gee, she looks a good thing. She only started odds on twice in her career, fangirl, but she's earned the right to be um, be, um, be be odds on in this race, and we'll we'll see see how good she actually is. The thing is, if they go fast, she's probably going to sit back and come over the top of them. They go slow. Her, she's got the most biggest turn of foot in the race, so she just will run straight past them. It's just, you know, James McDonald. All he has to do is sit out the back, point and. She, get her into the clear at the top of the straight. I think she just comes over the top of them. Linderman was very unlucky first up. I think Cascadian, we never got to see what he can do, and we know that he's very consistent and he's run places in races like this before. So they're probably the two place plays, but, you know, it's it's pretty clear sailing that she should be the one to beat. All right, let's go to race eight then, boys. The surround stakes, another group one on the card. A little bit more meat on the bone here. Uh, and I'm very keen to hear your thoughts on Tropical Squall. I think she can run a really big race here. And I want to know if you guys think I'm uh, on the right page or on another planet, probably the latter. Learning to fly, 280 favourite. Kimochi, 650. Tis Invincible, 650. Tropical Squall's been 8 into 750. Macarena's been 11 to 9. Arctic Glamour's been 15 to 18. Um, and Zardozzi, interesting, 15 to 26. But gee, we took some money for it especially in place betting yesterday at the tab after that interview with James Cummings um, yesterday morning, which you can go back and have a listen to. And he's obviously his praise of Zardozzi um, was through the roof, as it should be, because she is a, a beautiful animal. What do you like in the surround, Blake? Uh, best bet of the day for me. I think learning to fly is going to be seriously hard to beat. I don't think anything through that light finger states can beat her this time around. She was... <laughs> More than 300 days between runs. So I know she'd had a good grounding. She'd had three trials under her belt, but she had the wide draw against. She got back. She copped a, a butte ride from where she ended up from Chad Schofield. But I think that she just loomed up and, and she knocked up over that last furlong. I think she had the best last 
eight, six and 400 metres of the race and she's just knocked up late. So I think she can strip much fitter for that. Uh, draws to land much closer to lead speed. I have no knock on her getting to 1,400 metres. You have a look at her and she was 300 days between runs. A horse like Kamachi, I think she was about 85 or 90 days between runs. So she had a much more residual fitness than learning to fly. And I think learning to fly is the one that can take the most benefit out of that race. Uh, Tropical Squall, she's the new blood. She's a Group 1 winner in a flight stakes. Blake, can Hippo just control it, though? Because you look at the speed map, obviously, Tropical Squall drawn two, Autumn Ballet there in four, and then you've got Macarena possibly out wide. They might go a little bit closer. Cristilli, Tis Invincible. Like, is learning to fly going to be back with Zardozzi and, and two to Levita, or do you think he'll be closer? I think she'll be within three to three to four lengths of the lead speed. I don't think they'll get too far back on her. It's group one. A, and uh, I think that they'll press the button from the draw and she can land a lot closer. I do think Tropical Squall probably does control the race. I think it's relatively dependent on what they do with Macarena. Um, she's drawn wide. Do they press the button from that wide draw or do they ride a conservatively, conservatively and look for a mile? They've booked Kim Clark, so that suggests to me that they're probably going to press the button and look for a spot maybe outside of Tropical Squall, but... I'm, I'm with learning to fly. I think Tropical Squall will run well. If you're looking for the new blood, Zardozzi's going to run super. She's flying this preparation. Yeah, on Tropical Squall, speaking to Adrian Bott this morning, they're certainly um, expecting her to run very well, Dave. So uh, okay. I wouldn't worry about that. She's obviously um, taken a different path to a lot of these fillies into this race, straight to 1,400 metres, but a couple of nice trials coming off that. Oaks preparation last prep. She obviously won over 1,400 metres first up last prep, so she know, um, you know she can do it, and then she's measured up through that uh, Princess Series winning the flight stakes. So she's definitely got the class factor. They're happy with how she's come back, and she's drawn well. So you think she's going to be right there, and, and she should be every chance. Uh, for me, I've, I've read it the same as uh, what you have there, Blake. I think uh, the booking of Tim Clark says it all for Macarena, they probably go forward. I hope they go forward on her. I'm keen to play her on the each way basis. She's followed a different path into this race than a lot of the other fillies three weeks into this race through the Eskimo Prince instead. I thought the run in the Eskimo Prince was really good. Obviously, Cabalus had a run under his belt and, and just held her late, but she was hitting the line well. He's obviously going to run um, a, a big race down in Melbourne and probably wins that English sprint. So I think the form's certainly going to hold up out of that race. She looks like a filly that's very progressive. I know the Hawks have a very high opinion of her. They put her away with this race in mind after the Tap Craig last year, which she won so brilliantly, uh, to focus on this group run rather than push towards a Callum Preston or something like that. But I think she's come back well, and on an each-way basis, I just hope they go forward. She settles somewhere close to the speed, and, and she looks a great each-way play for me. But uh, take nothing away from the likes of learning to fly and, and Kamochi as well. It was great to see Kamochi get that win the other day. I think they're the two dangers that uh, I'd be most concerned about. Yeah, I think the race is going to be run at a good even tempo because I think they'll want to be jostling for positions early. Um, I, I'm with the Light Fingers um, form reference, and I, I like the race, how it raised it against the day, but I did like the margin as well there, the third. And history says the last 10 winners, the last 15 times this race has been won, 10 of them have come through that race. So it's a good traditional lead-up. And breaking down the market there, they were happy to send out learning to fly favourite off such a long break. Um, obviously, as Blake alluded to, it was a great ride by Chad, but still had to be restrained from a wide jaw. And then he, she's the one who's had to use all her energy 
throughout the middle of the section of the race. She obviously came out to win. She loomed, accelerated, and then she just peaked late. So I think she only comes on for that run. I think with the gate, she can settle closer. I've got a midfield at worst. I think she can only step off that performance. And if she does, I think she's going to be hard to beat. I know she has to get to the 14, but everything says she can get there. So I think she's 280 now. I think that's gone off this morning. I think she'll get back out to a better price. So I think she's a real, really improver learning to fly. I think we said the best of her is preparation. So happy to be with her, Chris. I can't believe she's 280. She's, yeah, she's, I think, I think she, she, is, she is poison odds. She was $4.20 against the same field and got beat and got the best ride you've ever seen. She's coming off 300 days off and second up. There has to be a question mark that, that she might have a flat one. She has to get out of the market. She She's completely overplayed here in a, in a race where they're going to, as as you said, Nick, they're going to jostle for positions early on. They're not going to be prepared to let Gay and Adrian control the race with Tropical Score and Autumn Ballet. And there's enough speed there that... I think she gets back a bit further. She's going to be behind Tis Invincible and Kamwachi again. And everyone wants to say, oh, that was a great ride and she ran a great race and she just topped on a run. Well, let's see it. Let's see her come out and do it the second time. Like that's, you know, I know she was, she was a boom filly. She, she fell in the slipper, unfortunately, but you know, it's, she's got, Two dollars eighty. It's just poison odds. What price I'm is she starting, Chris? She won't, she won't be two eighty tomorrow. What price oh, she is she starting, start, Chris? She's got to start closer to four dollars. Nick, oh, I'm going to jump in there. I, I, th- I, I think she's a two to one chance. I, I do think that's the right price. If the market was going to be against her, it would have been against her first up. As Nick said, she was four fifty into four dollars twenty off three hundred and thirty days first up with the wide draw against. So if the market was going to be against her, it had to be against her there. Surely she starts shorter than four dollars twenty here. Nick, what yeah, price does she start? I, I think she's five to two. Three dollars forty, three dollars fifty. I think right. she's I'm, more I'm like with three, Blake. Uh, I'm, with, I'm with Blake. I'm going to mark three twenty, but I think she'll probably get out to around the three fifty mark. What I think it's just a bit of what price you you mark? Yeah, four dollars eighty. I got them well clear. Yeah, so the, well, the, the thing with the, the thing with this race, Kamachi has gone through every has been in every Felice race and has run to the same level. She she got beaten. She was runner up in the flight stakes, runner up in the runner up in the thousand guineas, and then she's come out and she's finally won a race, and she's still six six dollar chance. Like that doesn't make sense. She should be shorter. They should be a lot closer in the market. They should almost be. They should almost be the same price price. Yeah, you have to because of the gap in the market last time. You have to lean towards learning to fly, and that's how the bigger players will look at it. They'll say she was the right price. Did she? But can she be shorter than that? I can't get her any shorter shorter than three eighty. And I just think there's a lot of people wanting to tip her. I I, I can't get her in the first ball. I think I think Kamachi wins. Kamachi and Tis Invincible are the two horses to beat. Tis Invincible went back from a bad gate last time. Both times it went forward last time. It won the T race at this trip. It went forward. It had Kamachi's measure. So you've got to, got to play that in. So I've backed both of them. And I think one of those two will win the race. I think Tropical Squall will go to the front. I'm just thinking they might put a little bit of pressure with Macarena and all these horses pushing forward because it's a group one race. So they want to, they'll want to find a position. They won't want to give up an advantage to, to a leader. So 
I, I think they're going to go along at a decent clip. And I think Lonely and the Fly is going to be behind those two horses. I can't see a running past either of them. The last time he was this up and about, boys, was Private Eye. Remember that? <laughs> we we so, all remember. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Um, so, final selection for the surround before we move on, boys. We'll go back to you, Blake. Final selection. I'm firmly in Learning to Fly corner, Dave. Okay. We go to... Macarena. 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 Me, Dave. Macarena. Yeah, learning to fly on top for me, Dad. And Chris, Kamochi. Kamochi, Kamochi's the best bet of the day. Oh, <laughs> okay, I like this. And you know what? Um, it's good. That's the best thing about a punt. You've all got opinions, and we're going to find out tomorrow at what? Um, 4.37, we'll find out. That's if they don't run late. We'll find out who has won the surround stakes. It'll be now, more like 439, Yeah, 4.39, <laughs> there'll be a delay. <laughs> There'll be a delay. <laughs> Got to build the pools. Now, we go to the Sweet Embrace because there's a couple of texts on the text line here. We will get to Stormboy in a moment. And if you do have any um, questions, 0419767272 is the text line or you can give us a call, 135353 on the punters panel. Um there's a couple of texts here about a horse called Fly Fly, and we heard Shane O'Cass before talk about Wavebreaker uh, in the Sweet Embrace, um, and he suggested that uh, he's expecting a big run from the Snowden horse. But, geez, boys, how do they beat Friedman's? How do they beat Manal? It just She's got speed, and she looks at one of these two sorts that's got a lot of ability. I'll start, I'll start off with the two that you mentioned to start off with, uh, Dave. Uh, Fly Fly, I thought she had her chance first up. She was really well supported. That was a slowly run race, but definitely can bounce off that. Wavebreaker comes through the right race behind uh, Lady of Camelot. That was a fast race. She was on debut. She was a couple of lengths from that lead speed. She loomed up and she peaked. She was no match for Lady of Camelot, but we've seen what she's done. She's gone to a blue diamond. She started second favourite rode a hot speed and was just grabbed late. So that's the form. Uh, I think Michael, Friedman, Michael Friedman's horse is very hard to beat. Manal, uh, very good debut win in the in the Widden. Then she's gone for a break. She's had a couple of trials. She's returned a fast race. She loomed up. She I, I like to work through the line, but she can only bounce off that effort. Uh, she's already in the golden slipper, so you would expect there to be plenty of improvement to come, and I think she's the one to beat. Castagna, uh, she overcame the wide draw last start, but 1,000 metres to 1,200 metres, we're going to get into a relatively fast race here. Um, she's the one in the market that I'd probably be against, but I think Manal is very hard to beat, Mitch. Tend to agree, mate. Speaking to Michael Friedman before that first up run in the Widden Stakes, he summed it up perfectly. Um, Obviously, I uh, thought Lady of Camelot, uh, a very nice horse, which has since franked that uh, Widden Stakes form uh, with an excellent second in the Blue Diamond. But she was giving away three kilos to all arrivals that day, which is um, a, a fair amount for these two-year-old fillies. Obviously, taxed from that gym crack win on debut last year. So she's going to take plenty of improvement for that. She's on a level playing field on Saturday. She's drawn well. She should improve second half. And I think... She can just win. I think, uh, look, there's uh, a lot of fillies with upside in here, but uh, I think she went past Wave Breaker the other day. I didn't take nothing away from Wave Breaker. I think uh, she's a nice filly going forward, but I think I'd, of the two runs, I'd prefer Manal's from that. Uh, if there's one filly I want to follow going forward, it's uh, Totoka. Uh, I think he's, uh, the pronunciation, I really like the way this filly won at uh, Canterbury. I think she's the one that I want to throw in in the multiple. She's around that $19 quote. 
Now, the, the winner of the, well, she won that race at Canterbury. The, the pace setter was the horse that she ran down. She'd come from back in the field, and I just loved the way she attacked the line. Is she looking for 1,400? Now, that's probably the only concern with her, but she's one I want to follow going forward. But it's Manal for me. I think back on a level, level playing field, she can just win. Yeah, that was some win, wasn't it, Mitch? Um, Canterbury that night, a great ride by Dylan Gibbons. But I think um, I'm with the guys. I think Manal is probably one of the better bets of the day. I think this is one that will start odds on. And you go back, it won the gym crack on debut, but everything about its first up run just said, look, it was always going to improve off that and probably needed it. And the betting told you that it was a big drifter right at the death of the trade there. She ran one of the fastest 600 to 200 metres of the meeting that pegged late. Um, we know how strong the race is, as Blake said, Lady Camelot came out and started second favourite in a blue diamond. I think she can only come on from that. Gets the perfect map, um, the 1,200 suit. Yeah, I think she's very hard to beat, Chris. Yeah, I think she's the one that beats her. I think she's the one that'll appreciate getting the 1,200. Like, everything she's done so far suggests that, you know, in a, she's going to be strong at 12, at the six. So I think she's she's um, got the right form. She won the gym, Greg. She ran second in in a Whitham where Lady O'Tamalite, when she's free running like that, we, we've seen her. She's very hard to run there. She almost won a blue diamond. Interesting thing about this race, and it, it, it might be shaped when scratchings come out in the morning, with all these other horse, main chances, like... Castagna, um, Ex- Extreme Diva and Fly Fly all drawn wide. Will they wait another week? Because there's 14 in this race. Yeah, there's only one one ticket into the Golden Slipper. So if you can can say right, I don't really want to take that wide barrier and take the take the odds to it that you'll get a smaller field next week. I think you'll find that there might be a couple of scratches. I think Fly Fly can run a huge race. I thought it was really good in behind them first up. I think it'll take improvement from that. It was running against the horse, the second favourite from the Golden Slipper. Um, it'll it'll step forward. The gate's a bit sticky and probably the reason why I couldn't tip it to beat Manau, but I think it'll run a huge race if it's there. Boys, um, you might remember a couple of weeks ago, I had some uh, harness mail that came through uh, on the show. Yeah. Did we get, in, did we get involved? Oh, I didn't, Dave. Sorry. No, that's all right. That's all right. Well, I've got... My mate's just appeared again. He must... I don't know if he listens uh, to the, the panel. He never references that I'm on air. He must just think I, I do nothing. He's probably like most people in my life, just sit around and do nothing. So, <laughs> he has... Uh, he has sent me a couple today at um, for harness rate. These are just some tips. Now we all have a tip, don't we? We love we it getting do, Dave, and, and these tips oh. are starting to get a little bit of depth behind them because every time they come through, they race really well. Yeah, they do. So here's a couple for you today to keep an eye on. Firstly, Wagga Race Three. This is harness racing. Write these down. Wagga Race Three, number eight. Little Artie Miss. He says a, a Victorian runner. We'll just be winning. So that's race three, number eight at Wagga Harness today. And the other one is Parks, race three, number one, called Rambling On. Race three, number one. And he said, we'll just find the front and win. Now, the last time he said that to me, it found the front and it won. And uh, there you go. So there's two. I've put them in the Bet's Friends of the Racing HQ section on the tab app. You can have a look at them. They have been well-backed and supported. But there you go. Race three, number one at Parks and race three, number eight at Wagga. Sean's on the line. Good morning, Sean. Morning, guys. How are we today? Very good, mate. What have you got for us? Uh, race nine in Randwick. Uh, more, more secrets. Now, I think last prep didn't come up like it could have, but maybe this prep might be a bit better off this time around. More secrets. Who wants to jump in there? Race nine, boys. I think the top two at the market 
Um, maybe Ruta can fill us in. Alentia got withdrawn. Was that this morning or was that last night, Ruta? Um, I think it must have been this morning. I, I haven't caught up with that, but she's she's obviously going elsewhere, and it really brings it brings the race changes the shape of the race, doesn't it? So um, you need the 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 thing is we're going to have the favourite now is Hin. She has a it's it's going to be the speed, and the second favourite Duas, which is going to be coming back in the field and coming home. So you know. I can find more, more secrets. I don't know what they're going to do with Osbrett Flirt now. It's probably a good race, a good chance for her to get some black tight rather than go to Newcastle. Yeah, well, back on back onto these two. It's a, it's an interesting race here, Dave. Um, so the top two in the market now are Hinged and Dewis. Um, I know they're both well and truly back in grade, but I think they're both probably more than 12 months between wins. I think Hinged gets her chance. She was probably within a couple of lengths of fangirl last preparation in a wink stage over 1400 metres so I think they're probably just trying to get her back into the winner's stall she'll take up the running hopefully from the draw and and she's going to prove really hard to beat but if they do overdo it I think Dewis can potentially get over the top of them she's uh, a class mare she's we've seen her be really good in group one wait for age races over this trip in the past so she can run really well fresh and and more secrets does have a really good uh, sharp turn of foot, and she can reel off some really good closing sectionals. So definitely wouldn't rule, rule her out, Mitch. Yeah, I think she's one you're going to have to watch the betting for. That's for sure. She's got no public trial. She hasn't had. Uh, she would have, I'd imagine, had a couple of jump outs at home. Um, so uh, I haven't actually spoke to the Hawks. So not sure how she's going. Um, but yeah, she has performed well at first up in the past. But, uh, look, we don't really have anything to tell us how she's going. I know she only had one sort of really quiet trial in the lead-up to last preparation. So, uh, look, if, if she's back late, uh, I'd be uh, taking plenty of notice. Uh, look, this race just got opened up, didn't it? I thought Alentia was one of the better bets of the day. Um, but uh, I've landed on uh, Jewess now. Um, look, she's probably short of her best, but she's certainly the class factor in this race. I think uh, she can run a, a good race off a couple of nice trials. But really... Don't want to bet into the race now. Yeah, I think on more secrets, just going back off her first up run in the Golden Pendant behind Espiona, I thought it was a really solid return. I thought it was a bit of a hitter and turn, really, because they went so slow in that race, and she rattled home quite well. So I think, um, yeah, a race now that's got a few different ways you could look at it. I think around the $6 is a fair enough quote. Um, I couldn't... I know Hinge can win. It gets everything to suit, but I possibly couldn't take $2.70 um, about Hinge. So I landed on Juace, who... The winkers go on, had a couple of trials. Um, it's clearly the class horse of the race. Um, went in the winks, the Group 1 wink stakes, last preparation. Fangirl obviously won that race. She was only 1.7 lengths off that runner. I know they went at a slow tempo, so the margins couldn't be too spread. But I just think Duace could really just come over the top and just show its closing speed. But, yeah, a race that I'm not too keen um, to get involved in, but Duace on top. Chris? Yeah, it's... Um Become one of those races. I was keen to back Jewess to beat Olentia just on on the class factor yeah. and at the price price. But um, you know the the market. You don't really want to be taking uh, something with a three in front of about two horses that haven't won for a couple of years. So um, difficult race. I think Osbert Flirt will be there now, but I'll, I've got I've got Jewess on front on top. I think if they go hard enough. You've got to remember, she ran fourth in a Cox Plate, was runner up in a Champions Mile, third in a Modern Power, like. That's just different class to these horses, and and different. And 
if we put any of these horses in there, they'd be they'd be looking for the oxygen at the top of the straight. So um, I think it could be a good return for Dewis, and then we'll see where she goes. I think Ed's got an Australian Cup in mind with her because she goes so well at Flemington. All right. What about uh, the Skyline Stakes? Thanks for your call, too, Sean. Uh, Storm Boy, dollar thirty tomorrow. Can he be beaten, gents? There's not much more to say, Dave. Um, he he's an outstanding colt. He's he's taken all before him. He, he's won a Magic Millions. The team are talking him up like he can go on and win a Triple Crown. That the the Golden Slipper's already in the bag. So I think he. He's very hard to beat. It's obvious he's a dollar twenty six. He's probably the right price. Um, he's going to be the anchor in in many multis on Saturday, and I I have a hard time seeing them beat him. Can um, I can I just say on that? And and he, okay, we're all punters, and we've all done it in the past. But really, there's no point adding him to your multi. There isn't. If we're if we're if we're fair income, I know that he might win, and he could win by a furlong. But really, when it comes to risk-reward, why would you put him in, what, for the extra little little bit? The quarter, the quarter more of your money. Depends, depends how many legs you got in there, I suppose. <laughs> well, that's right. But, I mean, like, how many times, though, have you, you had the mate or even yourself, you've, you've done the form and you go, right, I think this thing will win, I think this thing will run a place in Melbourne. Oh, you know what, that shorty, I'll throw that in, and it's got rolled. And I really... Yeah. I, rec- I reckon all my mates will have him in tomorrow. Not for me, but I reckon all my mates will have yeah. him in for sure. But, yeah. uh, but uh, yeah. and, may- and oh, maybe oh. maybe he's one that you if, you, if you're wanting to and you think he's immoral and how good you can throw him in. But I do think throughout the carnival, you're going to see short price horses pop up and or you're going to see footy teams that are short price. And you might be like, you know yeah. what, I'll take this horse into the Chooks to win because they're, you know, forty against the Dragons or whatever it might be. And they'll probably will beat the Dragons. But what I'm saying is, is I think sometimes, especially young punters, get too excited on the EBT and go, oh, I'll add this, I'll add this. And they just see the little number down the bottom. Sometimes just stick to what you've done with form-wise and don't have three legs, have two and get a result. No, he's being, I think that, he's being I think a, that younger can... With younger punters, is they they're conditioned to taking short odds because they they've grown up betting on basketball and, and other sports, so they they don't mind taking those, those short odds if they think it's a they think it's a, a, a moral. You know that's what they do. And I understand that, but how many a, times? A lot of people do. Yeah, I know. I understand that, but what I'm just saying is, I'm just saying, uh, you know, mate, don't worry. I've I've plenty of times have thrown things in. I can't tell you how many times I've taken the same game multi, or I've done this or done that. And it always seems to be the leg that you just, you don't really, you just, the market's attracted to it or whatever it might be. Happens all the time to me in sport. I think, oh, yeah, that team will just win. I'll throw them in. I'll get a bit of extra juice. And it's really, that that's the one that lets you down. Now, I'm not saying this is the horse, but I'm just saying in general, there's a bit of bit of wisdom out there. Just be be wary of that this this carnival because there will be an occasion where we all think a horse is going to win or a footy team's going to win and they don't and it buggers everyone's multi up. That's all. Is that is that fair, boys, or am I barking up the wrong tree? Yeah, I agree, Dave. I definitely agree, Dave. But I, I don't think this is the horse that we can that sort of it. say that yeah. about. Like I, I think a dollar twenty six is. I think he could even start a little bit shorter than that. So. I think um, yeah. I think he's one that if they do want to throw him in, potentially do it. Chuck him in the multi, punters. He just wins. No worries tomorrow, surely. 
<laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, I look, I yeah look, he's, 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 yeah, he's very, he's obviously the one. Um, I think if you're looking for something different, maybe Giovanna for uh, number eight um, for the Champagne. I know Stormboy might do the triple three. Or a JJ Atkins there. Yep. Just start, if you're looking, you don't want to take the dollar. I'm with Dave. I don't like adding legs for the sake of it. Um, you start going through, you know, the depth of the maths on it all. But um, I think Giovanni, if you're looking for something um, out wide. But for, for the champagne, I should say. Oh, well, um, uh, he's short enough in the champagne already. I think he's about 10 to 1, Giovanni. That's, that, that's what, where the money's been, been, how the money's been for him. So... But if you multi him in the Storm Boy on Saturday, you might get $12. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, you're too good, Mitch. Um, he, he's, he's, everything he's done, he's improved at every start, Storm Boy. He gets J-Mac. Um, they've paid, they've valued him $30 million. It could get to 60, 60. They've only paid 22 and a half for him at the moment. He's got a... He's got a win to get to sixty, so he's got to get all the kickers. So um, he'll get all. He'll he'll be out there. He'll be ready to go, and he he should be winning. Um, I think Prost will run a good race. Um, he, he's another one from the Waterhouse Bot team. You just got to respect any two-year-old they put out these days. And as, as Nick said, Devon is a really nice horse, but it won't be beating linebacker in the um, Champagne. All right, boys, we will have a multi very very soon. I just want to look at one more race with you. And uh, it's a really interesting race for mine. Uh, it's the second at Ramwick. Now, our, our Kobe son's 195, but gee, there's been some interest in this Michael Freeman horse, uh, Moravia. What do we think? I'm with the favourite, Dave. I think our Kobe son, he just keeps taking all before him. He's, he's been outstanding this preparation. He was, he's been back as if unbeatable at his past two. He broke the track record last start. It was, it was set up by Dipsy Doodle, but he, he just travelled into the race so well, and, and he put them to bed. Um, I think he's very hard to beat. Moravia comes out of three-year-old black-type racing, but he's got to carry more than weight for age here. So I, I think he's he's relatively up against it at the weights against these horses. Um, Tashi was really good last start. She had her chance to, to get past Winchat, who was uh, set a strong speed, peeled off that horse's back and, and, and couldn't go past. But... Um, I think our Kobe son probably takes a sit um, just behind the lead speed and, and that, that would be Moravia and goes past. I think he's hard to beat. Look, he's been one of the finds of the last couple of months, hasn't he, our Kobe son? But uh, look, he, even in his past couple of runs, he's $1.95 now. The, the betting in his past couple of runs, he's just, uh, well, he, he got back into $1.55, I think, uh, two starts ago. Whether he starts around the same price on Saturday, I think this is a little bit tougher. I've lent the way of Moravia just on spec, really. I think he's just too uh, too short. I like Moravia first up. I think he just needed the run. He should strip fitter. That was a Group 3 race. He drops in grade here, obviously, up a little bit in weight. But I thought he trialled up really nicely before that first up run, but maybe he just needed it. I'm not really that confident. I just don't want to take the $1.95 about our Gobi son. Yeah, I'm with Moravia as well, uh, Mitch. I think you summed up pretty well there. He, he started three dollars fifty against Celestial Legend Tom Kitten. Um, I couldn't agree more. I, I know he was well fancy in the betting, which is a bit of a weird one, but I think he did need the run. And you can really just 
watch him just visually, but um, the sectionals would tell you that as well. But just the way how he loomed up between the four and the two, you thought he was going to go bang. And then as soon as Tommy Berry asked him, he just wasn't there for him. And the big plus for me is he gets a gear change. So I think at the price, Moravi, I'd rather lean that way around the $4.20 mark. Softgate, Tommy Berry sticks. Um, I know he's weighted right up to it, um, but I just wanted to lean that way rather than the $1.95, our Kobe son. Chris? Yeah, I, I've come up for our Kobe side. I think the price is a bit short. Um, uh, I just think he's he's the one I've got on top. But he'll probably he might be the other one that goes into a lot of multis because he's got that picket fence. So um, I'll, I'll I've got him on top. I, I was on Moravia first up. I was a little bit disappointed, so I'll um, stick with our Kobe son. I like it, boys. Okay, let's get the punters panel multi open. Dicko, if you can press the button and open it, because we're going to find out what the boys are tipping to run top four. What uh, do you like, Blake? What's your top four selection for our multi? I'm going to the last, Dave. I think Wim Chat can continue his unbeaten record this preparation. Uh, He's putting himself on the speed. He's he's running fast sectionals, he's doing it at both ends, and I do think that he'll be able to cross. I don't think that wide draw is a problem for him. Um, I don't think Cold Crusher will want to try to hold him out, just given the fact that the blinkers haven't gone on yet, and it's not grand final day. So I'm with Winchat, and he's my horse in the last race of the day for the multi-Dave. Okay, beautiful. Uh, let's go to yourself, Mitch. What do you like? I think I'm kicking this off this week. I'm in race three, number five. Once again, my girl, bit of a risk. She is coming back from a bleed um, in the last run at Musselbrook there, which she almost still won the race um, despite having that bleed. But she, she ran into Derry Grove at um, first up last preparation when she came to town over the same trip and in the same class. She gets a good draw here. I know the stable's always had a good opinion of her. She only just needs to show a bit of that form to to win this race. I think she can be one of the better bets of the day. Yeah, best bet of the day for me. Race five, number eight, Miracle Spin. Um, Just, I thought, needed probably the run there off a 35-day freshen at Randwick. Was run to suit, but hit the line well enough. But the big plus is for me. Goes to barrier one. Collett goes back on her. Has a really good record on this horse. The isolated 2,000-metre runs, and it's superior to the rest here. So around the $6 mark, I think it's a good each-way bet. But, um, yeah, Miracle Spin, race five, number eight, best on the day for me, Chris. Yeah, I'm with um, Kamachi. I think she's the best bet of the day. And since she gets in the right spot, and there's no way she'll miss top four. All right, so let's go through those race numbers and uh, also horse numbers. So it's race three, number five, our first league. Race three, number five. Race five, number eight. Race five, number eight. Race eight, number three. And also race 10, number 13. So race three, number five. Race five, number eight. Race eight, number three. And race 10, number 13. $7 is the price. $7 is the price with the tab. And that is open now as we speak under... Uh, the sports section. So head to sports offers. You'll scroll down on the tab app or the website and you will see the HQ punters panel multi. $7 for all those horses to run top four. I've also added it as well to the Bets Friends section of the tab app. So if you're a member of Bets Friends, you may have A, got a notification or you can jump on there if it's an easy way to find it for you and you can see the price. $7 there for those horses to run in the top four tomorrow at Randwick. And already... In the last couple of minutes, we've now got a hold of just a tick under $7,000. So uh, that will be open. 
until liability reaches a certain point, but you can get on and get involved with that as we speak. In regards to your best bets for the program, Blake, what is your best for the program? My best is in the surround states, Dave, learning to fly. Um, for me, outside of the, the multi-selection, which I think is one of the better bets of the day, I think you can go... I want to back a horse in the last on the program, New Energies, first up in Australia, for Kieran Maher and David Eustace. But he's had a couple of jump-outs at his latest one. He was quite good winning it. So at a, around that $10 mark, I reckon he's a great bet. I think he's one of those ones, Mitch, that you look at um, you look at and say that race sets up well for him if he's going to be flying home late. Yeah, so. I'm race five. Race five, number eight, Miracle Spin, guys. Um, it's my best at Ramwick um, on the day. So happy to be with it around the $6. Okay, lovely. Lovely, gents. Uh, what about yourself, Chris? Race eight, number three, Kamachi, I think it can win, win, get its group one. Okay, there we go. That is the punters panel on this Friday, gents. The multi at the moment, we're holding just a tick under 11000 now. So $11,000 placed on that multi already. As I said, it'll only be open for a certain liability. Uh, you're looking at the numbers. Race three, number five, to run top four. Race five, number eight, to run top four. Race eight, number three. And race 10, number 13. There we go, boys. Have a great day. Enjoy tomorrow. See you later, punters. Thank you, Dave.